This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. Max Homer, his second win on the PGA Tour on his favorite course, Riviera. The 2021 Genesis Invitational Champion is Max Homer. Congratulations, Max. A lot of strategy. Trust yourself. I did that today. I mean, I didn't make a bogey all of this entire day, starting back to the restart, which was pretty darn good in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I saw Tiger the other day. I was too scared to talk to him, but he's forced into talking to me today. So it's going to be a pretty awesome moment. On the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL Daily on a Monday. Back at it. Uh, Plenty to go over uh, during the weekend. So much going on. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski with you. We are on Twitter at BetQL Daily here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain on 1430 in Denver, live on the Radio.com app. And as always, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. You can watch us, Radio.com slash BetQL dash daily, iTunes, Spotify, Radio.com. Coming up on the show, Bobby Marks will be joining us to talk some NBA in about 20 minutes from ESPN. A uh, lot to go over with him, including uh, his former team, the Nets, what they are doing. It, just, it looks like uh, they might be in the start of a crazy run all the way to the postseason. So we'll uh, talk to Bobby Marks in about 20 minutes. Uh, Vic Chalksy from BetQL will be joining us at 11.40 Eastern Time and Pro Better, final hour of the show, Joey Kanish, always entertaining. Uh, executive producer, Eli Hershkovich, board op, Jake Hassan, both of those guys in downtown Chicago, Dylan Burns directing from Philadelphia, and my co-host today, Adam Burke. You may have heard him on the BetQL Audio Network in the past, whether it was You Better, You Bet, or on BetQL Daily. He's uh, here to hang out for the next few hours. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you doing today, man? Doing fantastic. Uh, you See, you've been in the sports betting content game for quite some time before it was the cool thing to do, before we see all these people on Twitter jumping in and uh, trying to figure out how to bet as they're throwing their picks out there on a daily basis. Um, so for the uninitiated, why don't you uh, give us your background and uh, how you got started in this before it blew up with legalization over the past few years? Yeah, I like to say I was kind of one of the OGs to the podcast game. Uh, you know, we started a podcast uh, through a site called Bang the Book back in 2013, and now my show's on ATS Radio. But I actually started uh, in the sports betting business a little over a decade ago. I wound up doing a show for a website called Beyond the Bets uh, with a guy named Matt Lindemann that maybe some people have heard of, a mm-hmm. longtime odds maker, you know, guy that uh, kind of does his own thing now. But, uh, you know, him and I kind of got started doing the podcast thing. He went out to Vegas, got a job behind the counter, and I've stayed on the content and uh, content creation side here for a long period of time. But you know, as far as betting specifically, that started when I was in college. Uh, my my sophomore year roommate, you know, had an account and kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. And 
Started like most people do, you know, the $5 three-line parlays, hoping to hit those on a college basketball Tuesday, you know, opting for that instead of going to McDonald's for the fourth time that week or something like that. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fun business, but it's it's been very interesting to see what's happened here over the last, you know, really three years since uh, since legalization in May 2018. Yeah, everybody uh, kind of goes through it. It's funny because we're not even a year in. Uh, here in Illinois with legalization. And each month I take a look at the reports and you just mentioned parlay. And I just, like it's um, for some of the numbers coming in for like November and December and I'm going over, okay, number one, football, number two, basketball, of course, number three, the most bets, parlays. Yep. <laughs> it's right after football and basketball. It well, is, uh, it's wild. Every, yeah. Everybody wants to bet a little to win a lot, you know, and, and that's, that gets a lot of mainstream coverage now too, those long shot parlays that hit. So everybody thinks that they're easy. And uh, as, as you and I both know, as I'm sure most of the listeners know, they are not. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. If uh, you're fine throwing some money away. Okay. You're good. Uh, so you're in Cleveland, right? Yes, sir. I assume big Indians Browns fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Browns. I, I can actually admit the Browns part now because, you know, they're, they're pretty good. But for yeah. most of my most of my formative years, uh, they either weren't here, you know, for five years from 95 to 99 or they just weren't any good. So uh, it's, it's nice to see what they've been able to do here recently. Yeah, man. And I, I want it's tough because we know how this league is. Worst to first, first to worst many times in the NFL. And you, you get that head coach bump. Uh, when a new guy comes in, I want to say they're going to be good for a while. I want to, but it's just, you never know in this league. And maybe I'm kind of bitten because a couple years ago, I saw the bears go 12 and four, then it's been eight and eight, eight and eight. And now everyone's about to be fired. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's tough, man. You don't have a whole lot of job security in the NFL. I mean, it's such a bottom line business and everybody wants immediate results. The offense looks good. You know, I mean, they only have to worry about the defense this year. They got to, you know, get some help at safety, probably get some help at linebacker. Maybe another edge rusher would be nice. But at least they have a plan and a direction. You know, they're not 0-16, 1-15 anymore. I'm not going to bring up game 7, 2016, okay? Please we don't. won't do that today. Please, I, I was there. I was at every playoff <laughs> oh. game. I was a season <laughs> ticket holder. Please don't do that to me. It's too early on a Monday, Joe. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Maybe there's some stories that I'll share from that night uh, from my point of view here in Chicago, the greatest rain delay of all time in November of 2016. <laughs> it rained for like 45 <laughs> seconds at most, too. Yeah, uh, you were there, right? I was there. Yeah, uh, I was there surrounded by Cubs fans. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, okay, uh, this is a little strange, but I wanted to start with the golf because I think it can lead to – a, an interesting conversation that I get questions about all the time. I'm sure you do as well. So indulge us uh, for a little bit here as far as the golf. I don't know how much you bet golf, Adam, but if you have an outright going on a Sunday, there is no sweat like a golf sweat. So I had Max Homa, one of two outright bets I made on the weekend, and he, he was live, and I went into it on Sunday thinking, okay, just – can we have a sweat? Can we get something going here? I wasn't expecting to win. If you're expecting to win on a Sunday when, when you have so many golfers uh, contending, a lot of times you're going to you're gonna end up walking away disappointed. Somebody comes out of nowhere to make a run. It just happens just about every single weekend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, so it, the great thing about futures market with golf is some of these futures we spend all year talking about in the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL. You have to wait six to nine months. And in a weekend, you can hit a big number like Max Home at 70 to one in just a, a matter of a few days. But going back to the sweat part, I, I don't think I moved from my couch in the basement for at least two hours. Like you could have been in the room hitting me in the back of the head. I was not moving. That's just how locked in you get. There's so much that happened in that. I mean, he meant it's his course, his place, his greens that he stood on so many times and he misses a three footer Max Homa. But then he goes to the tree in the playoff hole. Um, Everybody called it over. Like how many times Uh, after 17 final was minus two ninety five. On the live line, and, and then yeah, on the Tony Finau side, here we go. The narrative just won't die. People are going to say, even though he's arguably a top ten, top fifteen golfer in the world, that well, he can't close, can't close on Sunday. Some of that unfair. The man put up a sixty-four to get back into the mix on Sunday. But uh, great stories as far as uh, the the golf yesterday. Were you locked in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially, you know, you get one of those storylines too, like home on his home course. And, you know, he even talked about it in the uh, right after the interview, you know, about the city of champions and, you know, adds his <laughs> name to the list and the, the pure emotion from that too. That's one of the things I love about watching golf. Guys that win tournaments, whether it's on the home course or they win for the first time in a while or, you know, their son or brothers on the bag, something like that. Uh, it, it's compelling television. And it's, you know, even more compelling when you have an outright in play like you did. And, I guess my question is, you know, do you hedge throughout the round? Do you take some, you know, Sunday morning hedges of guys that, you know, are in the final groups? You know, what, what was your approach having a guy like home alive, you know, at such a balloon number? Uh, another cool thing. Yeah. You, you had the storyline there, but uh, Homa was it, it, according to all reports. And if you follow him on Twitter, like he's just the coolest dude. And if you rip on his golf swing, he'll come right back at you on Twitter. So he isn't afraid to engage uh, with a lot of golf fans. I, I don't know. Like that, and it's okay to say, I don't know, because that's a battle when I'm in a spot like this. And I'm sure you've been there too. You don't know what the right thing to do is, but, and Burns was involved much of the day. And then once, once I started, started to see him fade, I really wasn't that worried about him because it just to go wire to wire, it just doesn't happen a, a ton in golf, especially with a guy like Sam Burns, nothing against Burns at all. I was worried about Cam Smith making that run. But in this specific spot, um, through 18 holes, did I hedge to answer your question? No, I didn't hedge through 18. But then once Burns is out of the mix, I was positive that Cam Smith wasn't going to make a crazy run because he was close to hitting some wild shots that that could have put him into the mix. Uh, But once we go to the playoff and I have a 70 to 1 ticket like many other people in the back pocket, sure. Him losing to Finau in a playoff would have sucked, and hedging isn't going to make me happy. But what what I ended up doing is I did hedge for about twenty percent of the win without hedging, if that makes any sense. I know some people they go they hedge as much as they possibly can. They make it so they're going to win the same amount no matter what. Once you're in the playoff, it's this guy or it's that guy, so you're in a, guaranteed to be in a great spot. I don't know what the right thing is. It's kind of like what your risk tolerance is. I've been in spots like this before, Adam, when 
I've hedged zero dollars. What do you have an overall theory? For me, it's it's situational, and and it's how I'm going to feel after the fact. All of that goes into it. Yeah, I, there's really no you know carbon copy that I follow. You know, tournament in, tournament out. I think it's just a matter of like you said, you know, kind of the feel element of it. You know, I mean, Finau's charging. You know, he he shoots a sixty four as you said to get back in there on Sunday. Wasn't too worried about a guy like Burns in that situation, I don't think. It'd be more a guy like Finau. And I think a lot of people would sort of adopt the sentiment of Finau hasn't won. That's what, 21 top fives in a full points event without a win? So I think a lot of people would say, you know what, if he beats me and gets that first one, then so be it. To me, I think with my little bit of a lower risk tolerance, I would hedge simply because I don't want to get that far and come away with absolutely nothing. So. I think that you do have to do something, whether it's, you know, at the start of the playoff, you know, if you let it ride, I think you've got to do something at that point. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like you said, it's it's a difficult decision because you want that jackpot, that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow without giving any of it back before you even get there. Well, Adam, my, my thought process in the end, when I finally did it during the extended commercial breaks, which they gave you a few of them before they, they get to the playoff hole that they were going to start things over at is... So for your average better in this specific situation. So if it's a 20 to one ticket, I don't know that I'm hedging, but with this spot, say you bet a half unit on 70 to one. So if Homa pulls this off, you're going to win 35 units. So what I did, I just said, okay, let me, let me win five to seven units. Cause like you just said there, I don't want to go this far and then walk away with nothing. And you have all that heartbreak. It doesn't make me feel great. I wish Homa would have won if he ends up losing, but to at least it, your process was right. The pick was probably right. It, it was a great, not, you know, kind of like a dart, even though he's got some good course history and he's playing well right now uh, coming into this tournament, but just to lock up five to seven units, I thought it was worth it. Yeah, I think so too. Again, I mean, you, you know, you take that 70 to one price, you know, what, four or five days in advance of the tournament. And then you're right there, you know, so you, you don't want to have just a story. You want to have some money in your bankroll to <laughs> yes. you know, show for, for a strong pick on Homa and, and credit to you for that. I don't know if it was the local angle or if you saw something in his current form, but uh, you know, great pick there, Joe. Yeah, both there. And I, I don't know how much, I know you handicap golf on a regular basis. I don't know how much you're into course history. People debate this all the time, but I will say this is certainly uh, one of the courses where it comes into play, not quite Augusta level, but it's up there near the top. We, we see the same, same guys uh, with uh, a lot of success year after year. Yeah, no, I agree. I, to me, it's a mesh of, of course, history and recent form. You know, I think that you have to incorporate both because, you know, like you said, how many times do we see guys just play really well on the same courses because they know all the angles, they know all the landing spots, they know where to play, you know, their second shots from when the pin is, you know, five paces off the left edge of the green, something like that. Guys that know those things do have an advantage and, and you know, can have a little bit higher of a margin for error. No doubt. That's why Jordan Spieth, he's always a threat in Augusta. He knows the game plan. He knows those greens uh, just about as well as anybody else. Joe Ostrowski, Adam Burke, this is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network uh, coming up shortly. We'll be checking in with Bobby Marks. Interesting last night in the association. Nets over the Clippers, 112 to 108. Brooklyn, talk about charging. Fino charging. How about the Brooklyn Nets? They are charging right now. They've won six in a row, uh, sweeping their five-game trip. And, and you figured it would take a little bit of time. Harden hasn't even been there 20 games. And many of the games, one of the big three is out. And... and 
boy, you have you have to take a step back now and say maybe uh, they're creating some separation in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and especially, you know, as we'll talk about in the next segment, Boston's struggling. You know, the, the Tampa Raptors are kind of coming yeah. around here a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> I think things are set up really well right now for the Nets. And you know, they, as you said, they're making that push, and they look like they're kind of gelling a little bit too with a lot of new pieces and parts. Yeah, and, and, and it's different on a game-to-game basis. So Harden, he's been there 18 games. As they start seven and five, and then obviously over the last six, they are six and zero. Oh. Uh, you mentioned the Raptors, a, a big run in that game. I think it, they closed the first quarter on a sixteen zero run. It, it's every day, Adam. I don't know if this is something uh, you've noticed. Just these these 20, 30 point runs that we're seeing in the NBA. It's, it's wild. 